Eastern McGreen, Eastern McGreen, Eastern McGreen, Eastern McGreen. We got music, fun, and games, and a man with three last names. Eastern McGreen, Eastern McGreen. When a cat is away, the mice will play. It's boys' night on Easter McGreen. All right, the first podcast of 2023. And just like the intro said, when the cat's away, the mice will play. So it's just all boys here tonight. Tish has gone to uh, celebrate with the family for uh, uh, Kennedy's bachelorette party. Yeah. So you, see, you said you heard from her. Everything's good. Yeah. I, she, she texted the other day. Said it's just freezing cold. Yeah. Where'd they go? Nashville. Oh yeah. Lord. <laughs> yeah, there's like fourteen of them. Yeah. yeah, but Jordan Kennedy, her, and all the entourage of the upcoming yeah. wedding. That city might not be the same after McCullough leaves out of there. Well, let's just, hmm. get, let's just get him back home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody goes to jail, no broken bones. You'll yeah. be good. Uh, so she's gone. We've got Calvin in tonight. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. And we've got a founding father of Eastern McGreen. And he hadn't been on, but, oh, no, he has. He's been on with the song for Bill Veach. Yeah, but uh, and the only citizen apparently of the rest of y'all, it was the right, the, it was the right trickle down. It was trickle down economics, and I was at the bottom. Uh, yeah, of he's Eastern talking. McGreen. He's talking about the Eastern McGreen administration. He never, he didn't want a position. He said he didn't want to be. Uh, I think I was the only citizen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, but uh, we, you know, he helped when we first bought this stuff. I mean. You know, now it's just a little matchbox, you know, just I can push buttons. I can do a few things, but, you know, yeah. me, I'm not real yeah. industrial. I'm scared to touch it. So Sean had to put all this stuff together, and he he got he, he got to the point where he could record. And he goes, hey, we're ready to record. So um, before we go into some of the talking points I wanted to, we faked. What we did, I said, well, look, let's just fake a political fight real quick. I'll take the, I'll take the anti-Trump side, and you're on the other. And... And uh, here's what we here's what we did. Right, here's here, here's what I'll ask you about. Welcome to Eastern McGreen. And uh, you know, today in our politics news, uh, at the uh, Republican convention, everyone booed Donald Trump when he said, "I just got my booster." Hmm. I heard Republicans that. booed him. I heard okay. that. I heard now. What kind of quandary are the Republicans in? Wearing a Donald Trump hat and got a flag in the front yard and everything's Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. And you believe in Donald Trump and he's the greatest thing in the world. But today he said, go get your booster. At least he knew he got a booster. Where's Joe Biden? He don't even know where he's at. Shuffle along Cassidy. <laughs> I'm sure Biden has a booster. I mean, he's got a booster, all right. Somebody holding him up from the back. So... So, well, the other day when I said that Robert was the first words ever recording here, well, it was that we broadcast, but those were the first things we ever did. And the, the, the ironic thing is that me and Sean fall probably right in line together that we think they're all, we think they're all crooks. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, you, you, don't go into, you don't go into Washington, D.C. as a thousandaire and come out a millionaire. That's, that's, that should be the public servants taking on a whole new. Oh, you okay over there, brother? Amen. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So that leads me into, I just wanted to talk about a few things that have happened in the news uh, since we got we were gone, you know, right at, right at New Year's. And we'll go to the political in a second, but today, you know, last yesterday and today was tough, man. Some childhood uh, you know, or f- kids of famous people passed. You know, Lisa Marie Presley today. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Do you like Elvis? Yeah, I love Elvis. Yeah, I do. What you, Sean? So, I've got some. You know, I've got a weak spot spot in my heart for Elvis, but I, I never really dug the whole you know rockabilly early rock and roll sound. You know, well, I, you know, I don't necessarily mean the. 
one, two, the month. I don't mean jailhouse <laughs> rock, which is good. Right. But when Elvis would hit that, you know, hush, little baby. You know that? Yeah. Yes. That's the Elvis I like. Hey, there's no doubt that I was listening to a podcast, actually. Um, I've ventured into the world of podcasts. <laughs> I've, just, I've never listened. To, I always listen to talk radio, and my wife like, "Why are you so angry when you get home every day?" I'm like, so I started listening to podcasts, and one of them was on Elvis a little bit, and they were playing some of his early stuff. Man, his voice was just uh, an amazing voice. Yeah. Like it, it, characteristic, his characteristic is it, unlike anybody else, and they're, yeah. and they're, and they're, yeah. you can't. Some people can imitate him and, and, and do it really well, yeah. but there won't be one that sounds like him from the way they sound. No, the right. gut, man. That singing was just yeah. unreal. So, yeah, you know. I think what was heartbreaking, though, was when I thought about you know her life, she never had a chance to have any normalcy. No. I mean, no. we, we all think we've gone through some things that prohibited us from being normal. <laughs> that's the yeah. understatement of the, of the yeah. podcast. <laughs> so, so maybe that's why I'm kindred to her. Like, we didn't have a chance, Lisa, but she didn't. I mean, think about that. Lost him at seven or how? No, she was about nine. Right. And then you've got all you ever want, but the pressure of being who you the, are, the kid of. Elvis Presley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money don't make happy, from what I understand. I'd really yeah. like to find out. Yeah, I'd like, like to test it. Try it on for size one time. <laughs> try that, yeah. But, hey, you know, the Lord gives you what you're supposed to have. That's right. And and Robbie Knievel. Did you hear about oh, that? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know how, how he died. or Was he sick or was it? Country Boy Eddie passed. Exactly. Country boy Eddie. I mean, they're you know, it's we're going through a did you know that dark Kevin? winter. Maybe this is the dark winter. Yeah. <laughs> did you know he had Country uh-huh. Boy Eddie passed away? No. Yeah, ninety two years old. Was that right? Yeah, you remember that sound, don't you? Oh yeah. Morning. Oh yeah. Every morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sunshine, puppy food, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and he would play, man. And here's something that I haven't told many people, and I didn't tell people back then because I was embarrassed. But y'all know the story of Sissy, my real mom. Well, she was a country singer, and she sang on Country Boy Eddie quite a bit. For real? Yeah. Oh, that's but, awesome. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't tell nobody at school because, that, you know, that wasn't cool. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, we were listening to Kicks 106 and you know, yeah. stuff. Kicks 106. Remember? That yeah, wasn't cool. Like- but you were riding them over, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We just knuckled each other, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tish, you'll love this. That she, they're her busting on me and giving each other that. So, yeah, I guess I could have told everybody my mom was on Country Boy. Yeah. They've already laughed at me with that ridiculous helmet and a moped. You drove one too, Calvin. Now, Uh-oh. Not long. <laughs> <laughs> like I had a moped too. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, did you? <laughs> at one point, yeah, it was the Chappie. Ask Brian Cox about the Chappie one day. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, Brian having that horrific accident. Oh yeah. You know, back yeah. in his day, motorcycles have always just. Yeah. I'm freaked out by them. I mean, and like people when they have big Harleys and stuff, and you know they, you know, do their thing on their bikes. Right. Well, you know, they're cool. I just don't want to be on them. Mm-mm. Just because squirrel in the road, I'm dead. <laughs> You're gonna try there's, to dodge. There, there's a dog. I'm dead. Man, when before uh, Don died, Tish's uncle. Yeah, you know he's living in Pensacola, so he had several bikes. So we go down there and stayed a week, and I ain't rode a bike in thirty years. So they want to take them to downtown. Yeah. So it's about a thirty minute ride. So I'm riding around the neighborhood first, you know. And uh, that was okay. And it was all right on the back roads. But when we got downtown, man, and all that traffic, dude, I was spooked. I mean, yeah. there's cars everywhere. Yeah. And people don't know how to drive in. No, anyway. and I'm like, man, this ain't cool. Look, I, I make it a point. I ride. I still ride. I, Do you? I, I just, yeah, I, I, I just sold my Harley for the winter. And I, I, well, if my wife's listening to this, I'm, I'm done riding, but spring's going to get here. <laughs> well, you just told on yourself, you said you sold it for the winter. That sounds like you're going to get another one in the spring. I am. Likely. It's likely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like to go down the interstate and count. 
the like I'll, I'll have the next 10 cars on 459 on my way home and i'll look over and you generally six to seven out of ten are doing this with yes, their phone yeah. they're looking at their phone and then there's always one guy trying to eat a taco yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's got the, the taco bell wrapper wrapped under his taco and he's turning yeah. his head yeah you know yeah yeah it's not a food you want to ride no it's not get get you a slim jim it's just something you can just munch on until you get the story you're getting why you why you got speaking of riding when we get through the talking points of the news of this week we're going to address riding we are riding on certain bikes we are you remember the bike story sure yeah well we've got a somebody maybe from the other side and we're going to deal with that because that's what I wanted. I said I want to hear from the bikers. I have a counter story for okay. you. I got you. <laughs> Sounds. We'll get there. So let's let's go back to uh, you know we came out of that fake political argument. Well, this week we had some dropping news of there's some classified documents, some bombs. There's some <laughs> so there's classified documents in Joe Biden's garage at his house from when he was the vice president. Okay, so he's vice president for eight years. And then he was just a citizen, and now he's still got classified stuff in his in his garage, and now he's the president of the United States, or in in title, yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah. and he's got the classified. I mean, they showed him backing out of his Corvette, and you could see boxes and stuff stacked in it. It's not really hidden; like it looks like Christmas decorations yeah. in my in my basement. Yeah. But let's go back. Here's the irony of everything. Uh, at is it Marlago? Marlago, yeah. Marlago, they had supposedly documents or maybe they were maybe they were i don't know i wasn't there but the fbi is there knocking down the door and doing this and everything's going and of course the left is all over it let's he can't run let's let's, let's put him in prison let's do this let's try him and the right is behind him in whatever way that's maybe maybe i'll hear how they defend that but if it's illegal it's illegal so we all recognize that do do the left now recognize that it's illegal to have them or does the right can the right overlook it because we overlook this one we can't say nothing about this one it's 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 a it's a mixed up ironic what's your thoughts kevin well it all depends on how you look at it he was the president all right so you gotta have these in in a uh what they call this is a um there's a word for it that has to be uh, has to be in a, a sealed deal. Okay, so supposedly at Mar-a-Lago they were in a safe, surrounded by Secret Service, all right, protected by Secret Service all the time. Okay, can they be there? Um, yeah, he's a president. He was he the can president. Take them he, he has his choices on whether he can take. Yeah, classified. So is the problem is the problem that he didn't take them back when he wasn't president? Is that their... Well, it, it all depends on... I mean, there's so many variables there. So, you know how they do. They just write laws and laws and laws and laws. So, but the problem is, the difference is, is he was vice president, so he didn't have that authority. Correct. Okay? He didn't have the authority that the president had. Yeah. So, but the difference is, is like, they raided him, and they laid them all out on the carpet, took pictures of them, put them on, put them out in the public. Yeah. Well, now we've got two different places, the Penn people, the Penn Biden yeah. uh, building, okay? And by the way, it's been funded. There's been like $60 million funneled through there, and $47.7 million of it's been from China. <laughs> yes. All right, and they were in a closet, a locked closet, okay? So think about how many people's come through there. You never know, all right? And then you got the ones behind the Corvette in the garage. But the garage was locked now. He said that, okay? It's the a garage. garage. It's, locked. it's a garage. It's a locked garage. Now, y'all understand that, right? I wonder if he's got the little four-digit pen pad like I have at my house. You know, one, two, three, four. Yeah, and you ride by with your, with your garage opener, and it opens up his door. Yeah. But the problem you got is now, you know, they haven't released any of the, any of the logs of who's been there. And he spent 40% of his time there. And you know, it's it's just a it's a game, man. It, it, it you know, and I think, I hope that now that they got control of the house, supposedly. Funny you said that. Okay, it's got these two words right here: house speaker. <laughs> Let's go there. Well, I, I do want to go there because I've got some because I don't watch it anymore. So I'm coming to you really for information. I don't know, Sean, how much you watch it. 
I've been listening to podcasts. I'm way less angry than I used to be. I mean, I'm still mad inside. I'm still an angry little bald guy. But I'm just not as angry as I used to be. Um, so when they were having that battle, and you have to just tell me what it was about, because I thought when we, when we, I said, I, I lean right, but I just, you know, I, I thought when the House was controlled by the Republicans now that it would just be a smooth transition and, okay, we'll find it, we'll get our leader and now we'll go get things done. But I just heard a lot of hate back and forth for about a week. And I don't, I don't, and I just want to know what that's about. Like, who, the guy well, that's there now is, are we, should we be behind him or was there somebody else that well there's a play in play here okay okay there's something going on i mean trump's still involved in this thing and i don't there you know it goes way deeper than we think so the whole deal was is you had these 20 20 or 21 people they weren't just going to say okay here you're the guy all right yeah because the problem you got up there in washington is you got all these committees Okay, so they they gonna just they're gonna pan pick who they want on these chairs, and then they're gonna do what they want to do. So it's no different than what the left's doing, all right. Yep. Because like I said earlier, we got two parties and they're the same. Yeah. All right, but now you got a few guys that are up there fighting. So it was all about getting the right people on the right thing. So at the end of the day, what happened was Trump picks up the phone. That's Karen. Trump picks up the phone, calls these people. But it should have happened. I mean, it took 15 times. It took 15 votes to get this cat to get to the thing. But he had to get a he had to give up a bunch of stuff. So, like at the end of the day, there's only uh, two people can 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 put him out as the speaker of the house. Okay, so is he is the guy that's the speaker of the house now? Is he? Are we happy or not happy? Is he's he a rhino, rhino or is he? Yeah, a, he's a rhino. Okay, that's that's what I wanted to know. But the problem is, but the but the the. I guess if there's a line into this thing, they're, they are going to hold him accountable. Okay? Yeah. So, you know, they got all these things they're going to try to do. The only thing I haven't heard, everything's good. You know, the, the one thing they said, that we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to propose a bill to do away with the IRS. Hear that? Yeah, I did hear that. Okay. So now this is going to really, now that they got it out in the public, now it's going to really say, okay, are y'all really for the people? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's three things that I've said always that would straighten a lot of this out. Hey, obviously, term limits. Yep, that's one. A flat tax. Yep. Because then all, I mean, that hurts. Well, everybody's got a skin in the game then. Yeah, everybody. So if it's a tax, it's a consumable tax. That means every time, you know, whether you or, you know, the, the guy that snuck across the border goes out and buys a pair of Nike tennis shoes, you're paying into the system. Yep. You know, flat taxes is the way to go. I mean, that gets rid of the IRS. That gets rid of all the loopholes for the large corporations. You know, I mean, think about it. Every time the the Republicans get in, the large corporations thrive. Our our economy does well because they, they, the tax breaks they give. Well, and into their their defense, okay, you got to understand something. Poor people don't give people jobs. Right. Okay. So, so, So they got a lot of, they got a lot. Of of uh, they create a lot of jobs. Okay, so there's a, there is should be a structure that hey they get certain tax incentives. I get all that, and, yeah. and I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I mean right now they're giving money to companies that kept people hired during COVID. They're giving tax breaks for that. Yeah. So if you're giving a tax break for that, keeping people employed, well, you should get a bigger tax break for keeping people employed. But in the grand scheme of things, you got to look at it from a standpoint of, of our. our like we are, okay? They set this thing up where we 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 get taxed before we even get our check, all right? Yeah. And then you're gonna pay tax on everything else that you go spend. Correct. We're we're being double taxed. It's not a legal tax system. Yeah. We're 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 it's the ones getting the hammer. Double you know? taxation. We're not yeah. promoting anybody to uh, skip out paying their income taxes. No, right now but, because they will but, take it to jail. But but the problem is 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 is, is income tax. When it was set up in nineteen before nineteen thirteen, it's supposed to be temporary. Well, it was it was voluntary. Yeah. Okay. Well, when when they when they did, when they moved the United States to a corporation, then when we're born, we get a Social Security number. So what that makes you is you're an asset now. So hmm. 
your tax. Damn when right you, I am. Well, when you get when you become eligible to start working, it's automatic. You don't have a choice because they're going to take taxes out of it before you see it. Now, the way I see it would change the game is if they sent you your tax bill in the mail, like you get your water bill and your electric bill, and then you get to open it up and you go, eh, I, I don't know about this. <laughs> this would change the game. Calling them like you would call yeah. the water board. I want to talk about my tax bill. <laughs> you know. But the bottom line is, I mean, all right, the lottery, I heard the guy was going to, it was a store today. He was going to Mississippi to buy a ticket. It's like $1.7 billion. Right. Okay, so say someone, one guy wins it. Just say one guy wins it. That's the, the tax off of that is, is going to be half of that. So where does that money go? I mean, where does it go? I mean, we're sitting here and we're looking at what the political people are doing that we supposedly elected to represent us. And they're sending billions and billions of dollars overseas uh, every to the Middle East, to, China. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. all it amounts to is, you you can't, you know, if if they would just say, okay, we're going to give everybody in the United States a million bucks, that changes the game. But they're not going to do that because uh, what they want, if you look at the, uh, I don't know about y'all, but there's next week there's the uh, the World Economic Forum. Oh yeah. In Davos. Mm. All right. yeah. So they've been, they've done them deployed five thousand Swedish troops to protect those guys. Okay, why? Yeah, we got that. You know. Yeah, the game runs so deep. Like this, this, oh, yeah. you know. There's there's dictionaries and books and and talk shows that last uh, what, what? eight hours a day. You know yeah. that, that talk about this and it's it's just a, well you talked about you know you listen to po- you talk you listen to podcast we'll get back to podcast because I see you getting angry over there again. <laughs> <laughs> see veins popping but I'm sweating a little. <laughs> One time your mouth was open you couldn't wait to say something. <laughs> I know I know I don't. Um, know. I'm going to take a just a real pause. We'll come right back to because I want to talk about the other news point uh, that's really going to drive a lot more deeper conversation too. Okay, be right back. A week ago was Demar Hamlin for the Buffalo Bills, right? Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> I just want to back up to when I when I Knuckles. to when I first saw it, and I was you know kind of watching the game back and forth, and I looked over and I saw and I obviously missed some. Saw the ambulance on the field. And saw the care they were taking. Didn't quite know what happened, but giving them CPR and everyone's pretty messed up, right? And I was too. I've kept on Twitter all night, just like, man, this, I hope this dude's okay. You know, mm-hmm. hope he's hope he lives. And you know, thank God he did live. Thank God a human being didn't die from whatever happened on that field. Well, and then later that day, or you know, maybe an hour later, Scott Van Pelt. You know who that is? He's an ESPN guy, ball headed, got glasses, and there was already. Kind of I mean, looks like you. Looks yeah. like a light bulb. Yeah. Where, where's he glasses? Looks more like a light bulb. Powder. Listen, where's glasses? Got no hair. Likes to hear himself talk. <laughs> <laughs> that could be any of us. Yeah. Got my hat on. You got hair, your hair into their cap. No, yeah, there ain't a hair one in this I, room. I feel like I got. I really right now. I feel like I got an afro because I need to get it cut. You got a little chia pet going yeah, on. Yeah, it's starting to move a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Got a lot of hair in my ears. Yeah, me too. God, it grows fast there. Nose. Yeah, it's just crazy. Anyway, sorry. Oh, that's all good. <laughs> but but an hour later, Scott Van Pelt. They already had a narrative going. There was already a narrative sure. to this emergency mm-hmm. that just happened within a few minutes ago that nobody knew what was going on. That's probably mine. Um, and Scott Van Pelt was going, well, right now I've heard that they've told him they've got five minutes to play, but both coaches got together and said, hell no, we won't do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wait a minute. did The commissioner's office couldn't have come down in an hour and said, y'all play in five minutes. And that wasn't true at all. They said that the commissioner then came out and said, all we said was make sure that both coaches are informed and just give us news on the player and let us know. If you're going to continue, that's all we, you know, right. you know we're, we're still the owners of the, the business. Right. And then later on in all the arguments and stuff online and stuff, when people would talk about it, most of it was pray for uh, Hamlin, pray for Hamlin, but number three, blah, 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 and all that. And then if somebody ever came and said, well, 
when are they going to start playing again? Like, it's, it's, I know it sounds cruel, but it's still a business. So when are the, what's the plan? It's playoff time. This business has to keep rolling. And they were actually contemplating not even playing the next weekend. Right. And then if you ever said, anybody ever said, well, they really should play. I mean, it's like, you're heartless. You should be praying for him right now. And then, and this, this is what really hit me this week. You know, they had the guy on ESPN that they were sitting around the table talking. They were all shook up. And, and dude openly prays on ESPN. Mm-hmm. He openly prayed on ESPN, which I thought was pretty cool. Hey, yeah, it, it is. No matter, no matter if your intentions are right or not, as far as I'm paraphrasing the Bible, but even if someone's out witnessing and their motives aren't right, well, so be it. Then yeah. the word is still getting out there. Amen. How's you know? his career this week? Because <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, what would happen? What would happen, y'all, if next weekend on Sunday they were just talking Chiefs and oh, the Chiefs won today. Patrick Mahomes showing all the stuff, and then you know at the end that what the guy goes, you know what? I want to do something right now. I want to pray for the the players playing tonight because I'm going to pray over the injury and, and the fans coming and going. Man, you think ESPN would allow that? Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, you think about the, the, the draw that Tim Tebow took back in his days of playing. Yeah. You know, I and mean, he would just kneel down. Yeah. Oh, he, would, yeah. he would just kneel yeah. down and, you know, yeah. give homage to the Lord. And that's, that's got to go. That's got to go. Mm-hmm. That's not part of football. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just thought the irony. I know that you got some thoughts on the on the injury and stuff. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, what I saw was they don't the NFL doesn't let you pray. Yeah. Before a game, all right. They don't do any of that anymore. Yeah. But I thought here's what I saw. I saw the whole stadium and everybody in there. On the knee praying. Yep. So everybody believes in the higher power. They say what he want to. Because he's yeah. in you. Because he created you in his own image. Yeah. So, you know. But here's the thing I got to look at. I, I've been seeing it on TikTok. And I don't know Tish that sent it to me the other day. But now they're trying to debunk it. Like, was it fake? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the ambulance, it doesn't have any writing on it and anything. So... Um, didn't it didn't have any writing on it? <laughs> no, it was just a plain, yeah, just a plain. Just they went and rented look, the truck. And it looked like a box fan painted up. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like a. Um, well, I saw the pic. Listen, it looked like a U-Haul truck just painted. I saw him in the hospital, and don't don't you usually wear a gown? Yeah, when you're in intensive care. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I've always had one on that. You, you didn't put your street clothes on until you were yeah. discharged. I don't know. That was that was weird to me. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think there's a. I, I mean, I don't look. I, I, my wife's like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> I mean, so I have no. I'm not even going to speak to this. I, like I, I want to, but we don't have the time, Kenneth. I got you. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's just. You know, there was irony to me in the in the me Largo and the in Joe's garage, and there's irony and um, you know yeah. the, the 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 Republicans battling. Boy, we're just you know we're, we're still the same. We're acting just like them, and then the irony of this of praying, praying, and that, that at one time it was a no, and don't you do it, and if you do, we'll fine you or we'll fire you, like uh, uh, the pitcher. Uh, Schilling, Kurt Schilling. Mm-hmm. Remember, he had a Republican side of view, and when he would voice it once in a while, he, you're gone. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, but cancel culture is real. Yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt. But it made me think too. God's always listening, so he he heard the prayers of people that were praying for him. But I bet sometimes I, I wonder if he just God sits and thinks, man. I met you there when it was when it was terrible and it was mm-hmm. bad, but you you forget about me mm-hmm. when when things are in your own hands and and, and you've got everything under control. Mm-hmm. And I'll and and I and he'll still be there back when you call on him. But that's the scary part about the cancel culture of prayer and right. and and that is is because just like in your own personal life, in mine I've, I've felt it before. You get so far away no. that. Even when things go bad again, it's not as easy to go back. Or you're just so far away, but he's always there. So I hope it was a lesson that people really thought, man, it's, it's good to see people reach out to him. But let's 
Let's, let's be don't, more consistent with it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and let's just don't try to stomp him out. If you don't want to pray, or you don't want that's man, that's you. That's your personal thing. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a. Well, our country was founded on it. Yep. Okay, and uh, so over a period of years, we've allowed the enemy just to creep in and creep in and creep in and creep in. Yep. Uh, and it's even been pre- that's being preached from the pulpits. I mean, when you start seeing what you're seeing now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but I, you know, God's shaking it up. That's yeah. right. Well, it up. I can tell you something just real quick though. If you if you on a, from a local level, if you think that God is not real, and you think if you doubt that, then the, yesterday in those tornadoes, did y'all see that daycare yeah. in South Alabama that had fifty kids in it, and and it destroyed the entire building. Like there was nothing left to the building but just the corners. And there was one child that was hurt and had a minor cut on his face. Wow. 50 of them children survived that tornado, survived that building falling. And that's God working and protecting in Israel. Oh, yeah. 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 If you don't believe that, you got something wrong with it. Well, he just does things that leaves us no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It leaves us no doubt. Let's, let's, uh, I'm going to break for our ad and we're going to come back with, uh, Sean's rebuttal i guess to uh the bikers and then i've got a touch of duncan latham holmes news mm. new news oh <laughs> i didn't know there would be <laughs> today's episode of eastern mcgreen is brought to you by eddie weber and the fine folks down at the hangar bar and grill folks the hangar is my absolute number one place to go for great food an adult beverage or two, and live music. The hangar is located right in the heart of Eastern McGreen country, right there on the runway at the Bessemer Airport. And guys, with warmer weather on its way soon, that's where the hangar really stands about above everybody else. The outdoor venue, both family and pet friendly, is just a wonderful place to sit down for a warm evening, a cool drink, some great food, and listen to some of the best live music you'll hear in the Birmingham area, I promise. Come join me at the Hangar for a sunset that you'll never forget and a great time. The Hangar Bar and Grill. President Duncan Latham Holmes tested and approved. Okay, that was a uh, proud to announce that the Hangar is our lead sponsor for all EMG uh, main podcasts. As uh, y'all probably heard before, Bubba Schneider and Citywide Solutions was the sponsor for the Don Handys. And the hangar now has that banner hanging up in there. And I thought today, you know, this this whole story, this thing's been about irony, you know, the irony of it. And somebody out there might say, so you're up here, you're talking about God and love of God and stuff, but you're promoting a, a bar and grill. Well, you know what? That's... I think Jesus would walk right in the hangar. I think Jesus would walk, walk right in the Alabama Owl. I think he would walk right in the middle of them. <laughs> Flip a table or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the reason I chose both of those is because you know how I feel about Bubba. He's just he's one he's one of my you know longtime friends, and yeah. these guys at the hangar were so good to us. You know, me and Karen would go sometime listen to music, but when she got sick. We avoided everything, not just because of COVID, because I didn't want her having the flu, a common cold. If I could keep her home, keep her safe during all that. And we, but she wanted to go one afternoon. She had her head wrap on and stuff. And man, people were just coming and loving on her and stuff. And just, just, you know, just, man, we're thinking about you. And just, they they were so good. And, but the end of the night, we didn't even know it. They had been walking around collecting money Hmm. and collected a lot of money. I mean, it was a substantial amount of money. So here, here's for meals. Here's for this. Here's for this. And. And I just always, I was always touched by it. Yeah. And it's just good friends and good people. Sean, you you played Ed, the hanger. Eddie Ed, I mean, and them are good people, man. Yeah. I love playing the hanger. I don't play the hanger enough. Like, I, I don't even go there enough. Like, I wished I went there more often. But I, the last couple of years, I've been playing everywhere else, you know. And yeah. I, I played a few times this oh, past yeah. this past season at the hanger with with Willie and and those guys. But yeah, Eddie's always just been gold to me. He's, yeah. he's a funny dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> So, and their words were just, and we love what you're doing, and we'd love to be part of it. We believe in your message of music, laughter, love, and, and, and yes, absolutely, the Lord 
And yes, absolutely, Alabama football. And yes, uh, Joe Biden. No, I'm just <laughs> off, of, off of the off of the politics. Let's, we're going to revisit back to the probably the first Don Handy when I got on and gave my disdain for bikers. Not my disdain for bikers, but my disdain for how they've treated me. So I said, well, I need really to talk to, you know, hey, if a biker will come on and help me, because all I know is what I've seen so far. Yeah. Get a phone call from Sean one day, and Sean, you kind of give your thoughts on, <laughs> Well, I it's mean, like you, 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 you were wanting to argue with me that day. I almost well, felt like we were about to get in a fight. A little, not a fight. It would have just been a friendly debate with maybe a few punches at the end, but <laughs> I, I mean, that'd be it, you know. So you, you got biking history. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I got into it probably right after high school and and we and I, and I still rode at different times I, i'm not currently riding as you can tell really? um, but um yeah i've always ridden I've, I've always enjoyed it and and so mccall it just really it almost got to the same things we were talking about with motorcycles earlier um it, it's just such a it's a dangerous game you know out there now mccalla used to be so let there was so much less traffic and, yeah you know you could get on fourth avenue and you might get passed by four or five cars from rock mountain where i live to the country store you know yeah. four or five cars now there's 400 cars pass you yeah in that in that same span so it just became a dangerous game but that being said it, you know there's there's a still a a lot of groups like you were talking about that rode by the house uh, out there and, yeah. and there's still some great riding out here but um yeah so you know bikers get a bad rap we do have the right of way but we also do not obey stop signs <laughs> you know what will make you mad mad at, at mad as it could ever be is is that biker that you worked for 10 minutes to get around on a curvy road in mountain brook and then you get stopped by the traffic light and he comes whizzing back by you <laughs> and, you know that's where the, and that's on the biker so i'm not saying that from a biker standpoint we're always right but Let me, you know no me and Tish both were talking about there's rules and stuff. I said they have rules. So you said they have the right of way. <laughs> well, they have a right of way just as a vehicle does on that on that line. If you're behind a biker and it's going with the flow of traffic, they have the right of way over the motor vehicle just as if you were behind another car. Was I wrong in passing them on Fletcher Road? I mean, if when you they passed ran... them on a double yellow line. No, no, no. It was that long stretch. No. When you passed there. Well, that's when they were so angry. No, no, no. I mean, and it just depends if you did, like, like say, I, I've seen these guys in these diesel trucks. That, when they smoke them. Yeah, I mean, you were in the smoke wagon. Did you smoke them? <laughs> Maybe they were just yelling and laughing at my dent. Not a dent. No, they were angry because, I mean, when I, and, and I probably, listen, I think that's about, 35 mile 45 yeah i think i they weren't doing 45 no they're doing so, probably 15 so 12. i went probably at 35 around just yeah. slowly yeah. as far as i could get over here and they just they lost it they were angry like wow. shouting and well i don't know i mean that's where i you know who knows what's going through their minds i mean if you passed them and it was i mean it's legit i mean it's just like passing a a slow moving tractor or a you know uh, but they have a right of way in the road uh, by law yeah. you know so if you i mean i had a buddy of mine the other day he had a road rage incident and the dude actually hit him and huh. and i mean the dude i was like man that would have been you know well, a fist or his car no his car he uh -huh. hit him and knocked him off into the ditch uh -huh. you know the dude was was angry because he was holding him up or or he did and, and and talking to my friend or seeing my friend's post on facebook you know i mean there was a there was a lawsuit that dude could have i don't think he did anything with it but i, I know i would have if the dude would have gotten in anger road rage hit me and that's what it was well okay so i was verbally assaulted by a group of bikers <laughs> and then <laughs> and, and, and then on, up on bluff park the guy that i was trying my best to just maneuver and he called me a mf -er and i need some glasses and all this right right so what's what have you gone through with well, uh, with cars i mean well, well you as a biker ed there's etiquette <laughs> i mean you know they may be cussing you because they lived through an incident like i lived through back in you know it was probably 1989 1990 and i was coming up fourth avenue and i heard it 
I just knew already it was the, you know, this is in the, the late 80s, early 90s, and, and we still had the Chevelles and the Novas. And the, yeah. You know, it's just you know, power cars. Muscle. I heard it. And I heard some hooping and hollering, and I was like, oh, Lord, here it comes. I knew it was something. I just didn't know what, Kenneth. Well, before you tell anything else, did you? what did you do? Did you try to veer off? No, I, was, I, you was stayed stayed, I held my line. You know, and stayed on. And then as a biker, I stay on that white line. I mean, that, that's a that's just a given. And you know, because you want to stay out of people's way, you're just out enjoying okay. exercise. So you didn't say, "I'm gonna ride right here in the middle" or no, something stupid. No, I was okay. riding on the white line, and, okay. and there was no provocation. It was an unprovoked incident. <laughs> right. Go ahead. So, so, so I hear them coming, and I'm like bracing for it. And I'm like, "Oh, these guys are about to." I, I don't know. I just knew it because you could hear them. They were, there was a plan in, in action. And so I hear it and then gets closer and closer. Right as they come by me, they come flying by me. And I knew it about the time they get beside me, a barrage of McDonald's bags, <laughs> <laughs> Cokes, <laughs> like they apparently had just loaded up their McDonald's on the superhighway and they were done with their meals. <laughs> And just, like, and just chunked it at you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it hits, the bags hit me, and they were empty. I mean, they weren't empty because I had, like, French fries sticking out of my helmet, <laughs> ketchup on my cheek, <laughs> milkshake on my back. Yeah, so, you know, there, there's also that. So, you know, from a biker's standpoint, you know, maybe they're a little defensive. Maybe, yeah. You know. And I, as I remember, there was just one guy screaming the most right there. That's probably my brother. <laughs> but I wouldn't turn back because I mean just as when I ride my my Harley um, you know I don't really necessarily go out on my bike anymore unstrapped <laughs> hey, oh, hey, hey hey here's a question when you ride your Harley what is your get up are you are you full are you full leather and no 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 I wear jeans and um, you know what I'm talking about Kevin yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of dudes wear. There, there's actually, and I know I'm not it, making fun of them. No, I know it's silly, and and and, and, and I'm thinking about the chaps, you know, and the the guys that wear the leather chaps and all that on the bikes. But there's really a, I mean, it really does keep the wind off of you if it's cold. The chaps yeah. help keep you warm. It keeps the the rocks. I mean, because there's all kinds of stuff, you know. I mean, if you don't wear eye protection. You're going to get something in your eye immediately. I mean, that's why all the dudes, you know, have the sunglasses or the cool-looking Harley. They're, that's there for a reason, mm. you know, so at the yeah. end of the day. I, I understand. I went through a lot of that with my moped. There was, a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was always a lot of grit and I stuff did, in my teeth. Did, and, did you have chaps for your moped as I well? I did. Yeah. Do you still have them? They, they didn't have a tail in them either. Yeah. I was like, well, you go put yeah, them on. Them. That, so. <laughs> you put them on for us later. Um, <laughs> I want to share a little bit about what uh, some more Duncan Latham Holmes news. So I think you guys are caught. Obviously, you're caught up. You, you, you know there was a there was a there was a gap in time, but you know when when I was a little boy, infant, that I couldn't quite put together. So we and we're still we kind of left it off there because there's some things I just don't know about it. Well, there's some friends of mine that are going to be on a future podcast, and I've, I've I've called them by the name Duncans before, and there's a reason they're not related. They're not real Duncans. There's a group of friends just like you are that I just know from up in Steel and Gadsden. Well, we go up to the Hawassi River every year, and we do a guys trip, get out there and go down the river, hoot and holler, sing, just do our stuff. And we got in the creek one night, and we were all singing together. And we were convinced ourselves that we sounded pretty good. Yeah. Like, I mean, the three of us, especially Sean, he is a singer. He's an yeah. entertainer. But, you know, me and you can hold a tune a little bit. But and if we all start singing together, we'd convince ourselves it sounds pretty good. Yeah. So we had this idea. We're, we're You know, we'll start a cover band. We, we weren't really. But people are going to want to hear us. And then we said, what's going to be our name? Well, these guys had already heard this story. I, I've told a handful of people in my life before I got on podcast and told everybody in the world about Duncan Latham Holmes. And, uh, and I said, what's going to be our name? And Taylor, my buddy goes, we're the Duncans. <laughs> so, so every time we have a get together now, we're the Duncans. Hey, we're going to have a Duncan burning. Let's have a Duncan singing. Hey, 
let's get the Duncans getting good golf. I mean, that's what we, what we call it. Well, coming out of the last episode, uh, Tish had the idea. She goes, you know what? what let's pretend we had to make uh, different people play parts in this. Like, if you could choose an actor to play uh, Irby or Jenny or, or Larry or, you know, any of those. And, and I said, well, I don't know what Ronnie looks like. Because, again, I've never met Ronnie Duncan, the supposed real dad. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, well, I'll try to find him on Facebook. So I clicked on there, and I, sure enough, I ran into him because I knew his wife's name, Glenda, and saw him. And I looked at it, and, and it said, you have one mutual friend. And I said, how do I have a mutual friend with Ronnie Duncan? And it was Taylor, my buddy, that I worked with, one of the Duncans, if you will, the fake Duncans. He goes, I said, hey, that, isn't that your brother-in-law? And he goes, yeah. He goes, that's my brother-in-law. And I said, well, find out how, you, how he knows him. I mean, this is... This is really ironic, yeah. you know? So he goes, all right, I will. And he got back with him, and he goes, dude, he goes to our church. Yeah. R- Ronnie Duncan <laughs> goes to church in Gadsden, or that area somewhere uh, up around Steele, goes to work with the fake Duncans. So <laughs> so I'm, I got to thinking this week, what do y'all think? Do y'all think there's an avenue to get him on here and fill the gap? Think he'd be. I mean, we don't know him. We don't know. Should I approach him? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, know, you don't find me at a loss very often. Words. Just the irony that this group of friends has migrated to Ronnie Duncan, and they're called the Duncans. I, I mean, not just to play on words, but maybe there's a way to fill the gap. But before we close out of here i did talk to sissy about mm, three weeks ago real mom and i said i told her just this i said look i need to fill the gap in this and i got some information there that is just really a game changer in the whole story but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spit it out tonight i'm gonna wait till tish is back in here and i can i can get a few more details to i can tell it exactly the way it is so that's that's where we're gonna go next week so you're laying out a teaser when I said I got some more news, I saw both of your eyes go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But it really is. But I want to get a few more, uh, a few more, you know, uh, bits of information about it. Yeah. So, um, Sean, tell us. Give me. You, you mentioned. You know, we we talked about the hangar and the fact that you're a musician. We haven't even talked about you know the band that you play in played in the the gigs you do the talent that you are which is incredible but you had an idea for the music part of this show just float some of it out because we we went across it just well i mean the whole the whole intro says music fun and games and i'm hearing the fun and games but i'm not hearing the music yeah have robert on the time or two other other than robert you know and man what a what a talent like i went back and listened to some of the stuff and you know well, I'm, I, I didn't realize. I'd heard the guy's name, and you'd always spoke of him, but I never really dug into And I mean, he was playing some of the places around, but I've never crossed paths or yeah. met him that I can recall. He's a good dude. By the way, the video's dropping tonight mm. on Does YouTube with, and, with, of Million Dollar Lakes, the Ski Lake, and your house. Oh, cool. Mm. I'm going to check that out then for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll send you all the link, and I'll share that on Eastern McGreen, but I'm proud of him. We are. But mention this. Tell me more about well, I'd some approach, ideas you have. I'd kind of approached you, and what I'd like to do is bring in some, um, bring in some, there's a lot of really good songwriters and, and guys out there that aren't really getting the voice, and, and they come through the hangar, and they, you know, they play a lot of the places that we all go, and you might not be hearing them, and so I'd, I'd like the opportunity to try to, you know, put a little music segment in, maybe every couple of weeks or, or whatever with some of these guys, have them come in and play some of their original stuff. Yeah, you know, because they don't ever have that. You know, they're up there and you know they're playing covers and when everybody doing, wants to hear, tipping yeah. them to hear, play this, play yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, they're playing the songs everybody wants to hear, and and occasionally you do have guys that'll come up there and they'll start throwing money in the tip jar and 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 they're like, play some of your stuff, you know, play some of your originals. They all got great originals, man. I haven't heard one, and I and I had the fortunate uh, the 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 fortune the last couple of years. I I did a thing. Um, and kind of really reinserted me back into the, I, I, 
it had been playing for so long, I just kind of got to where I was just it, it regimented in the same couple of places. And and some of these younger guys started coming in, and I met a few of them and started playing some gigs with them. Well, I got to, to do a bunch of sideman work. Like, people kind of hire me. And I also did a thing in, on Thursday nights where it, the whole thing just of the show was there's no rehearsal, there's no set list. You know, I don't even know some of these people that came in. I didn't know yeah. them at the time, and they would just come in and start playing music. And, and the challenge for me and the fun for me was to hang. You know, it was like Stunk the Bass Player. So I met a bunch of these guys, and they're so good, you know, and, and I'd like to bring some of them on. Well, that'd be great. I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, because, I mean, and a lot of these guys got great stories. Yeah. And, just, and just to hear where they came from to do it, like me and Kevin were talking earlier, like, we need to pick this up and play. I mean, you, everyone else comes and plays my guitar because I can't play it. So yeah. Sean to come in and play it, and Robert and whoever, Jared, he played it with his jingle. But, you know, people like me and Kevin, you know, pick it up and just, you know, man, I want to do this. But uh, to see, to hear their stories, how old were they? I mean, maybe somebody else. I think Jared picked his up awfully late in life. I mean, yeah. I don't think Jared was playing the guitar when he was little, from what I remember him telling me. Yeah, Jared, I, I don't know what he did, how long he actually physically held the guitar, but, you know, Jared was working a job and started writing these songs. And, yeah. man, he, he's he's so close, man. You're, you're going to also know somebody else here that's about to, to take a step, man. He's got songs that are in the works with some significant other artists. And, yeah. you know, I don't know, you know, there's just as much to being a songwriter you know, uh, there's 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 a whole sect of songwriters that are sitting back there behind some of these artists that sure. you never think of. You know, not a lot of the country artists aren't even write their own music. They pick and choose from the web yeah. in Nashville. So Jared, hopefully, hopefully he'll get some publishing stuff. And he's got a great voice and he's great talent. But yeah. I think I think he's gonna cross over as a songwriter soon, yeah. soon, real soon. So. Love music, don't you, Kevin? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, there's a video I'll show you. Tish sent me of him. How about two, three weeks ago, singing at church before you got sick? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. It was really good. Like she sent it to me late at night, and I was kind of, I was kind of passing out, and I played it, and I saw Kevin walk around on stage, and he was, I mean, he was, he was walking around and singing. He wasn't, he wasn't like this. Oh, great! <laughs> Dude was walking around and singing and feeling. Hey, he was, he was feeling it. So yeah. it's good stuff. All of it's good. Um, well, we'll be back next week. We'll, Sean, we'll figure out how to work the, the uh, music yeah. into it. But you're always welcome at the table. I mean, you're a founding father, so <laughs> it doesn't it didn't just have to be music. Huh? <clears throat> well, I kind of did the prodigal son movement, you know. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> helped you get it started, and, and then I was so busy. And we saw him coming back down the We saw him yeah, coming back. That's right. And we met him halfway. <laughs> we met him there. <laughs> that is a good drop of the story, the prodigal son. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy talking about the Lord. I enjoyed being with you guys. Love you both. And uh, we hope you guys are going to enjoy the rest of the podcast season with us. Good night. Easter McGreen. Easter McGreen. Easter McGreen. Easter McGreen. We got music. We got games. We got a man with three last names. Easter McGreen. Eat your heart out, Jared Hill. (laughs) 